welcome to Your Property Podcast. Today is the 22nd of June 2021. My name is Michelle Kearns, your host as always. And with us today, we have got Katrina Jones. Hi, Katrina. Hi, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. So Katrina is the director of Kendall Bailey and Kendall Bailey Education and and Project Inspire. And since founding her rent to rent company over five years ago, Katrina has built a multi-million pound business and property portfolio. After arriving home from the UK after a five year career, as an award-winning international sales and marketing manager. So we have got lots to dig into and I'm really excited to have you on the show today, Katrina, because uh, we have been kind of, um, I've been watching your journey over the years and uh, attended your first Inspire event. And I remember, I can't remember what it was before or after that, but I remember watching one of your videos, uh, must have been on social media about, understanding how to break down your uh, expenses and your goals and and how to define your goals so I think that was probably one of my first interaction interactions with yourself and obviously you've got on to do lots of fabulous things as well but uh, for people who don't know you and, and aren't aware of of you just give us a a brief intro on how you got into the world of property and um, because it wasn't always property was it <laughs> No, not at all, not at all. And it was a it was a very fortunate accident, really, getting into property. As you mentioned, and um, when you kindly introduced me, I was over in Australia for five years before I relocated back to the UK. And I worked in sales and marketing, and would open offices around New Zealand and Oz, and and just did the management side of of sales and marketing, and then my residency got declined which was not expected I'd planned my party to celebrate my residency being approved and then I literally had 28 days to leave the country um I actually had the option of marrying someone I told my best friend I'd pay him and he was like no (laughs) (laughs) so I had to pack up and come home and and someone I knew just said to me you know you should look into doing property I had no idea what that meant I thought you could either buy a house or rent it didn't know there was any other options and was really blessed to be introduced to an amazing training company whereby I was instantly inspired and took out my first ever credit card in 2011 bought all of the courses sat every property course there was and thought you know what rent to rent is by far the simplest and I like things to be simple the quickest way to generate cash flow I don't need any money in the bank which I definitely didn't have and the results of real people saying what they'd achieved was I literally just sat in the front row with goosebumps and I thought you know what this is it so I founded Kendall Bailey back in late 2011 early 2012 and just got started it was so fun and when you follow the system and you do it as it's designed it's also relatively easy so did my first six rent to rents in the first six months and my dream was for my mum not to have to work because she's always had you know three or four jobs to keep keep everything going um and for me to be able to leave my job which I did within the first four weeks and then from there I just grew and I didn't realize how little I knew about business until I really built my own because Australia was very entrepreneurial. I was working within a massive company. 
then I realized business and rent to rent were two very separate worlds (laughs) and so dived into the business side of things and have just grown steadily and consistently from there. Uh, Well I think you're you know it's a really good point that you make there about business being different than property and there are so many facets to the property business property world that you know just lots of different ways that you need to grow as a as an entrepreneur as a property investor and you know keep it up with the compliance etc cetera, etc cetera. but yeah. uh, I think I think you're right there the business uh setting up a business and running and maintaining and keeping hold of the money you make is quite different than making the money originally so um and I I, I want to kind of pick out I and mean, this is a whole rabbit hole that I don't really want to go <laughs> down but um just from what you said at the beginning about getting the credit card and going to the training company I imagine people who are listening, you know, there's going to be some people cringing, thinking, oh, God, here we go, you know, (laughs) Um, your life savings or, you know, the the credit card in this case on um, on training. And, you know, for some people, it's just what they need. You know, they're not going to be able to do it, to have done it without it. And that was um, uh, that was the case for me as well. And I absolutely don't look back at all with any regrets on that. And it, it was really the catalyst. So what made you think, because, you know, there are plenty of people who do that, who take no action. And that's where kind of training companies get a bit of a bad name. But what was it about the sort of, I guess, the testimonials or the, you know, what they were sharing that kind of made it, it you think, all right, this is actually possible and how different was the reality to these dare I say Instagram stories <laughs> of like yeah. the shiny version yeah sure well do you know I can't not just say a couple of things just because you kind of went back there I'm not I'm not for a second saying to anyone oh yay go get out a credit card yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there that can afford to just buy the courses you don't have to get credit cards for people that are looking to get into property and they can't afford any courses it's literally a question of do you want to invest in yourself and do you do you trust yourself enough to work hard enough to see the return because saying that it makes me laugh because saying that property companies get a bad rep for people not getting results it's the same as someone going to the gym yes paying a gym membership for a year and then not getting a six pack or not yeah. how many hundreds of thousands of people do that it's not about property yeah it's about people putting money somewhere but not putting effort behind the money yeah and it literally is all that is um so you don't have to go off and do every course under the sun if you know what strategy you want to do you can just find a mentor or do the course on that one strategy you don't have to go and learn everything um and yeah that that's all I'd say because it people do think that and it doesn't have to be that way but the thing that inspired me the most it, it wasn't actually like Instagram or Facebook or anything like that but back in the day pre-COVID it was a massive live event and so real people were standing on stage saying oh I'm making five grand a month six grand a month you know three grand a month ten grand a month and the thing that got me was they were so normal you know, I thought there would be something so different or special about this person that could achieve these results. And I just sat there and thought, I think I can really do this. Um, the reality, honestly, to get to the first five or 10 properties, that wasn't the challenge. There's an abundance of landlords out there that would love a guaranteed rent, would, would just be their dream. 
the the bit that wasn't anything like the reality or the reality that was like okay no one warned me about this was the challenges and the personal growth I would have to go through to actually build a team to systemize the business to have great people executing their roles powerfully to constantly know the difference between when to manage when to lead when to manage someone on their performance when to give someone a break that whole world of of people and team and building that wasn't the kind of management I'd done in Australia in Oz you did the sales and kept the job or you didn't do the sales and you got fired it was really black and white whereas here it's like oh my god I'm the the manager the CEO the CFO the team leader the the good cop the bad cop I'm all of it and so that was the bit that for me was a challenge. There's probably loads of people out there thinking, oh, that's really easy. And I think if you've done management yeah. and it comes naturally, that's not even a thing. But but for me, that was the bit where I thought, oh my God, what have I got myself into? <laughs> and now I love it, but it, it took some it took some serious time. <laughs> yeah, and patience, I guess, with yourself and and, and those around you and thinking, oh God, it's just got keeping the plates spinning a lot of the time isn't it and just to kind of feel your way through and in terms of that growth period then how did you how did you navigate that kind of where did you go did you go to books or mentors or the community like how did you come up with those systems or was it just sort of trial and terror until you got through I've never heard that, but I was feeling the phrase and I will quote you every time I say it. Um, it was it was trial and horror most of the time, a little bit of terror. It was, I went everywhere but community, um, really, because I I know from past experience, which is why you, you won't see me in forums and things, is that you ask one question and you get 34 different answers, some positive, some negative, some judgmental, and it... And sometimes when you're already hard enough on yourself or when you're already confused or don't know the answer, to then have the barrage of all the different answers and opinions for anyone, for anyone, usually that's just like, okay, this has just made it worse. (laughs) What I like to do is find one person or two people who have clearly absolutely mastered and executed the thing I'm about to do and could do it in their sleep with their hands behind their back. And I will just ask that one person and get straight, clear cut guidance, not from someone who's got an opinion or thinks they might know or heard something from someone, but someone who lives it and breathes it and will get me there 10 times quicker, 10 times faster and easier than me trying to piece it together from all these different external random sources, half of which I don't even know. So yeah, my, my business systemization was a mixture of Sam Carpenter, who wrote the book Work the System, um, absolute genius and, and great, great man. So that book was recommended to me and I, I literally was waking up in the night going, I need to read the next chapter, like I need to know the next bit. It, I became obsessed with systems and then my mentor, uh, John Paul, he guided me through then the hiring, the skills matrix, managing the staff, um, performance managing and, and that whole 
world that was so new to me so that was probably if I'm honest a solid two-year journey to go from hiring a member of staff and thinking oh my god <laughs> I actually don't know what I'm doing here to to becoming confident and having complete clarity on how that process is really done. What kind of stood out for you if you look back on those two years obviously there was just hundreds of different learnings but is there anything that stands out in your mind of thinking oh I wish I really wish I'd have known that before I started or oh wow that was quite surprising. Yeah yeah and this advice would probably only resonate with people like me (laughs) because because some people may not have had the same issues but if anyone out there who's listening or watching is like me what I learned very quickly is that no matter how much because I love people I'm the most people person as you know from Project Inspire it's just about giving and and seeing other people thrive and and be happy when you are building a team what has to come first is the is the results the KPIs, the targets and the results. And I was so generous to staff. It would be like, oh, you didn't hit the target. And they tell me why. And I'd be like, well, that's a really valid reason. So let's just try again next month. And I'd I'd kind of just, I wasn't hard enough. My my care for people got in the way in the in the initial stages of just straight up it's business here's the target here's the role you're paid to do this either you can't do it and we train you or you can't do it and we train you and you still can't do it and then we need to work out what to do from there um so understanding the training the systems you know I just show someone how to do something and just pray that they remembered it and I didn't understand you know you write it down you document it they practice it you watch them they sign off the training schedule then if the job isn't done you you don't have to have this awkward conversation you just get out the training and it's like this is the job this is what you're not doing this is what we need to see you improve on you do the review and then you monitor the performance and it's so simple when you know But when you haven't got a clue and you're just trying to feel your way through it, it feels like swimming in treacle because the results aren't always there in the early days of building a team and you're trying to work out why and what you're meant to do about it. And that navigation was, yeah, a bit of a nightmare for me, just being really honest. Yeah. (laughs) In the end. (laughs) Well, I'm sure you got there in the end, absolutely. And I think it's um, it's just a case of, you know each uh, each point just improving and growing and and you know you're the type of person that no matter how kind of generous generous you are with the people uh that you come into contact with actually at the end of the day you're all about the growth as well so the growth of the business and growth of yourself and it's like and the growth of the team it's like how can we grow together um and for someone who kind of invests in themselves and in the business then I guess it's just a matter of time before you kind of just those aha moments and they, you know, you keep those things kick in and you've got the systems in place to actually uh, save yourself from yourself. But, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and yeah. another thing I say when, when anybody's coming into rent to rent as a, as an entrepreneur and they're starting their rent to rent business is I, I say at the beginning, get really clear on what you want, because if you just want five or 10 properties, six or seven properties, a rent rent portfolio, you're happy to manage it yourself or just have, you know, someone else do part-time management. You can run that really smoothly. 
if you want to start building a company rather than the rent to rent portfolio as a kind of you know a side business or a not full-time thing and you're talking about hiring staff and getting to 20 30 40 50 properties it's a different ball game and and if I'm honest Michelle I think probably 90% of people that I work with say I just want three to five properties six or seven properties I want to replace my income so that I can do x y and z and the x y and z is usually nothing to do with rent to rent it's their children it's their dreams and it might be saving to build their asset portfolio but it it's still not directly rent to rent so yeah I'm here talking about the the, the, trug, the struggle and troubles I had in the early days but some people choose not to even go that far so it probably won't be an issue for anyone. <laughs> what do you say to people who uh so like you say for a lot of people it's to replace their income or you know this strategy is the, the stepping stone to different things and I guess you've seen you know so many people now go through that process and come to you with their goals and their dreams of uh, yeah. their plans for the future so how do you think you know rent to rent fits in with because obviously normally on a rent to rent you take a contract for three to five years and then and then afterwards you hand the property back if you're lucky and you want to then you get to renew it and you carry on so I suppose those five years go really quick (laughs) Uh, suddenly you're kind of thinking oh this is running out soon Um, so I guess is it a is there a plan in place for when you help people to replace the properties that they are managing or is it a case of um guiding them through to the next stage or having that plan in place of okay the money that they are either saving or earning what are they doing with that making sure they're getting to that next level yeah it is a great question so this is one that we like to go in at the root in the beginning so that it doesn't happen and there are many different ways that people kind of enter rent to rent and negotiate but our negotiation process that we teach is it is an absolute unbelievable win-win it's just a win-win so in the last nearly 10 years we've had zero landlords request their property back that we've signed with we've had one who signed saying this is only going to be for 18 months so we knew from the get-go but everyone that signed three to five years has re-signed because the reason that they gave us the property in the first place doesn't change They didn't want to self-manage. They didn't want to have the hassle. They wanted their time. They wanted guaranteed money. Five years later, if anything, they're so used to it, they're 10 times more unlikely to go back to, oh, let me just start letting all the rooms and dealing with the maintenance and having less rent, you know. (laughs) So as long as 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 you enter on a win-win or you're open to negotiate to, you know, sometimes we'll increase the monthly rent by 100 quid a month or something when it gets to the end of a contract, which is fair because our rents increase over time anyway. So I would say when it's a massive win-win, it's rare that they're going to say, okay, let's finish. Um, And if they do, by the time you've got to, you know, your five or 10 first properties, you're going to be such a master at just getting that next deal. It will take you a few weeks to sign one to replace it, refurbish it, fill it maximum four weeks, and you've replaced it for the next five years. So the upkeep is either non-existent or incredibly low maintenance 
And so for people who aren't fully familiar with the rent to rent concept that, you know, you're basically renting from a landlord and then you, uh, as a sort of normally about the single rate, single let rate, and then you rent each room out individually, you pay the bills and then uh, the difference is your profit. So, uh, and, you know, a lot of the time that you can expect to earn anything from 500 plus really, depending on the size of the 500 pound a month plus profit at the end of the month. Um, and it's a, it appeals to people probably at the beginning of their journeys, because especially if they're looking to replace that day job, um, you only need, you know, a handful in most cases to re- replace those expenses or, or the salary. But what do you think about, um, because, you know, at, at different stages, it's seen as a kind of newbie strategy for people starting out and that's great. Um, and how does that compare to people at, you know, different stages of their property journey? Uh, you know, I, I like to think that even if, you know, if there was a, if there was an absolutely no brain of a rent to rent deal come up, I'd probably take it because it just kind of would slot into the existing portfolio now. Um, it's not something I'm kind of actively looking at at the moment. So I've, I've done them before. Um, like I'd do it again, but I think the margin is in you doing the work, isn't it? So there has to come a point where you put those systems in place, like you talk about, so that you're not doing all of the work and you essentially, you're not, you know, you're getting into property, replace the day job, but you're not, you you know, you're not finding yourself actually with another job at the end of it. Yeah, a hundred percent. And it's the personal preference. You know, I have incredible clients that have graduated the academy and they're like, cat, I love it. And they literally do their lettings, you know, they're driving around London or wherever they are. And they're like, look, I could hire a letting agent, but I'm actually having a ball here. And and then they do it themselves. Other people are like, yeah, I'm not really into it. And so they'll, they'll find someone and, and hire someone to train to, to do it on their behalf. So it, it really is each to their own with it. Um, and yeah, the systemization and, and hiring someone to do any of the jobs within the business you don't love is one of the upsides of, of running your own business is that you you really can do that. When you said about new starting out and being new, what I'm so sorry, but I wasn't clear on your specific question with it. Yeah, so just I suppose uh, rent to rent is seen as a as a strategy for people who are starting out who perhaps don't have a background in property and like I suppose as you as you started out with, yeah. it's quite straightforward there. So it, it it you know it kind of lends itself you know not talking about huge developments or serviced accommodation that's perhaps more complex. Um, yeah. So is I suppose is there anything that you think that people miss at the beginning? Because sometimes I I hear people say, oh, I'll just get a few rent to rents and it's. It, <laughs> be that it can be that easy um but also there's a lot of other things to consider that people don't necessarily take into account uh like for example that management side of things or the legislation or, or whatever it is yeah I think I think the thing that that worries me or has my ears prick up and I just say to people just a quick side note there um a lot of people misunderstand exactly how rent to rent works and because people say oh it's so simple it's so easy it's a beginner strategy they think well I can just work it out for myself um and they don't always understand things like mortgage implications planning licensing article four 
and they literally think you can just take a residential house and rent the rooms out and that is definitely not the case so for example at Kendall Bailey we'll only work with existing licensed HMOs we don't mess around with you know properties that are all residential because you is it on the right mortgage product is it going to require a license if not it's only going to be a four bed is it really going to make that much profit maybe maybe not but to just go okay here's a juicy six bed HMO completely set up as a shared house that is on the market for students we'll just guarantee the rent and put professionals in it instead it's like that the turnaround is so simple and easy so I would just say the the biggest pitfall is to think oh we'll just take on a property and re-rent re it out because there is a little bit of legislation and there's the regulations and the legalities that you could end up in a bit of a hole so I always say to people if you want to make three five ten extra grand a month to spend a grand on a course and not only know it inside out yeah. but then not have to work it out for yourself and not have to accidentally fall in any pitfalls it it's just a no-brainer really to just get educated and you'll go 10 times quicker because you'll have the confidence because you've got the complete understanding and knowledge you know and what about uh for you know yourself there so you mentioned about only taking on licensed properties which I like the idea of having kind of rules that makes things a bit easier and and streamlining things um are there any are there any other kind of rules you have about the business and what what you will accept and what you won't accept so for example like uh professionals only or do you do students as well so the other thing we do do is we do HMOs that are unlicensable. So we'll do the smaller, like three or four beds, um, but they we just like them to be existing HMOs. Um, and we our model targets working professionals um, just because of the, the price range of the, the rents and, and everything like that. The students of York tend to live with other students in student houses. Sometimes we'll have someone, you know, who's a mature student or they're doing a doctorate or they missed out on a student house or something. And we'll often cater for the, for the right type of student, but we just let them know that this isn't a student style house. So if you want the pre-lash and you're gonna be having parties the whole time, it's probably not gonna be the best fit. And obviously we can't discriminate in any way, but it's just a, an honest conversation about whether or not we think it will go well because if you've got four professionals screaming at you to shut up every five minutes <laughs> that won't work either so people end up being just calm respectful they go to work they come home they're in the shared house and it they just all seem to level out of the same type of type of individual you know so um what about where you're at, at the moment because obviously you've you know, you've been through that process of doing, going around doing the viewings yourself and setting all the paperwork up yourself. Now, now it's kind of, I guess, working on the business rather than in it. Um, and and what's next? You know, are you planning to just continue with the training courses and building the portfolio, or are you looking at other, you know, other areas of property like development or anything yeah. else? I'm excited. Thank you for asking, because um, the future is is super exciting. So in terms of the rent to rent business, that always has and always will just grow nice and steadily. Um, the team are absolutely incredible and the portfolio is nice and strong. So 
the training side of things is it's it's a side a, a separate side thing um and as you know with project inspire that was such a passion for me and and the first one went so well everyone was like when's the next one so then i did a second and so once the business is is grown to the point where we want it which we're really close to the goal that we first set when we started um and the, the training's ticking along nicely i've just started writing my first book wow. um, and i'm really excited to run the third biggest and best ever project inspire as well um i've learned so much as a, a businesswoman and entrepreneur over literally 15 years of working for businesses where you're like an entrepreneur or or running this business that I I just want to support others to create a business and a lifestyle that they dream of and and rent to rent is obviously a niche of a niche of a niche (laughs) and so I definitely want to share the skills um the wisdom and the learnings with people from all walks of life in all businesses because what the fundamentals that I teach on the academy for the rent to rent apply to every business in the world you know systemization and and your confidence your self-belief how you how you position your product like all of these things count for every business so there will be expansion on the training side uh, not just for rent to rent but for now it's it's going nice and smoothly so that's all to come fantastic well um, what's the have you got any dates or anything organized for the third project inspire yet no i don't know whether i don't think we're allowed to to do anything yet so i'm gonna wait until i keep saying with covid i'm really gonna check the coast is clear because everyone's like woohoo and then there's another oh (laughs) so once the coast is officially clear um we'll get a date booked in but i imagine it will be somewhere in 2022 yeah Fantastic. We'll look out for that. Um, Before we kind of wrap up, um, you know, I'm curious about the because, you you know, you've mentioned about having that mentor, uh, John Paul, before and being parts of different communities. So where are you kind of spending your time in terms of looking for advice and looking for, you know, a peer group? Um, Because I think what I see is that people who are they get to a certain level in property whether you know they're working on the business and they want kind of business support and other like-minded people to connect to um that's not just about property but also about you know lifestyle why are we all doing this and you know where does where does property fit into our lives so i guess i'm curious you know what you're doing in terms of personal development to keep yourself um growing i guess yeah, sure. I mean, I'm I'm an absolute avid. I'm just obsessed with growth in all areas and I, I can't help myself. So I've never on the journey, never not been a part of at least one mastermind or mentorship. So at the moment, I have an incredible business coach. He's based over in Dubai, between Dubai and Australia. So um, I fly to Sydney every three months for, for that programme. Obviously, we haven't been able to go <laughs> the whole year. So I'm excited to get back to it. Um, but it's I like to put myself in a in a in a environment where I'm the littlest fish in the yeah. pond. Where, so I'm surrounded by people with businesses 10, 50 times bigger than mine. And it's just so awe-inspiring. And it 
just pushes me to go okay I've just started <laughs> okay this is just like wrong one of the ladder if, yeah. if we're looking to go there so that's always really great and then I have um my mentors in the UK who are just if I need advice or I feel stuck or want to double check something they're all there so I've kind of got my on tap and then my kind of group with the with the whole community as it were and how do you decide who to go with and um uh, I'm sort of indulging here because I'm I'm you know in the process of kind of looking for what's next so yeah came out of a mastermind and then you know with, with other mentors and looking for what's next in terms of growing as well but in a sort of similar way really with the property and the business and the lifestyle so um lots of people out there and they you know they've all got different styles they've all got different experience and you know then you've got the the one-on-one coaching or mentoring versus the group mastermind so uh what are your thoughts on those and how did you make the decision yeah yeah so I I would say to an individual really what to first of all map out what it is you want to achieve or if the reason that you're looking for this person is because you actually don't know (laughs) you don't quite know what to do next or where to go um I think a really important thing about choosing a mentor whether that's one-on-one or the mentor of a mastermind program is someone who truly inspires you I like it when people give me goosebumps or I have a conversation and when I hang up, I want to scream with excitement because I know that's my human. I think it's important not to pick something ever out of like, oh, I should, or, oh God, I, you know, any form of like, I should just do this because it, when we come from a place like that, it always ends up just feeling a bit clunky and it's not desperation, but it, if you do it because you just think that you should sometimes it, you're not in the like open abundant mindset of okay the, I'm really inspired it's more of a survival than like a thrive mm-hmm. so I think being inspired is is really important and then picking someone who has the lifestyle that you would love or has the business that you would love and not settling until you've hung up from someone and gone wow <laughs> that's my person because they'll they'll guide you on on so many different paths you know I believe that a really 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 great business person has mastered massive levels of self-development and true business mastery comes from self-mastery your business will only ever grow as much as you've grown in all the ways um so finding someone that's been on that journey I think is is the most important thing yeah, some great advice there. And obviously at the moment where, you know, everything's so uncertain and having that that person or that group of people just to kind of uh, touch base with, have the accountability as well. Uh, yeah. I think it's, you know, it's been it's been kind of easy to say oh well you know there's a pandemic what can you do (laughs) um but at the same time you've seen you know huge growth in different uh industries and and people who've thrived and uh, you know i've certainly taken uh advantage of different opportunities that have come my way and uh you know it's been i think there's that quote isn't it when people are, are fearful be greedy or people greedy be fearful or whatever warren buffett so um surrounding yourself by people who are going to take the opportunities and and create opportunities where there might not be any it's like really important as well and i know we don't have a crystal ball but 
what is your feeling in terms of you know going forward now so we're recording this in june 21 with everything kind of opening up hopefully touch wood um how do you see how do you see rent to rent and you know the business world in general kind of unfolding in that is do you think that's going to be still a strong strategy for people to look at or um is there one obviously in you know service accommodation has just been you know up and down like a yo-yo um whereas rent to rent to me seems like it's been quite stable and you know I certainly touch wood haven't had many issues with rent people people paying rents because at the end of the day people need somewhere to live they don't necessarily need to go on holiday um but they do need somewhere to live and perhaps afford more affordable with um you know people coming off furlough and job situations so yeah yeah is it's an interesting one because again one thing that I always say at the beginning of of the Rent Trend Academy is that and I have done so many times over the years is given two people in the same area the same strategy and one will just go nuts and do so well and the other one will tell me all the reasons why it's not working and it's just so clear that it's it is very very rarely the business model and 99.9.9% of the time the entrepreneur that's running it um, and so, of course, through COVID, there are industries that there is no choice, you know, and, and granted, and my heart goes out to anybody that has been running a business like that or through government legislation or bans, they physically cannot do the one thing that they that they've built their business to do. Um, when it comes to property, it with rent to rent specifically it's a totally different story because like you say every people will always need somewhere to live um so we're currently at we're at about 99 percent occupancy we've got one empty room in the whole portfolio of york and we've got a huge amount of incoming inquiries we've got our vip waiting list we've got everything lined up ready to go and it's it's thrived over the last few months more than ever because as things have started to lift everybody's started to come out so I think obviously like you say I don't have a crystal ball either if the if things continue to ease obviously we're only gonna gonna continue on an upward trajectory but every time things do the opposite and maybe we go back into lockdown everybody's had the whole experience they've learned their ways around it and and they've got their ways of doing things and getting around this or making sure that still works or whatever so I think I think we're good. I feel really confident about the next few years in business and on behalf of all the other renter and operators out there as well. I feel really confident to say we're we're back in the winning zone and and it, it's all good. It's all good. And and whenever people are panicked or concerned to just always surround themselves by people that aren't, because in every crisis, there's always someone calm. <laughs> Don't hang out with the people. Mean you. <laughs> <laughs> Got them all yeah. gravitating towards us. Yeah. Um, and in terms of uh, rent, then across the portfolio, have you seen any, you know, the rent increase? With yeah, everyone's talking about inflation at the moment, and um, obviously the house prices going up. So, uh, how have you found demand and and the rent? Is there kind of, you know, you've got queues of people waiting, or is it more kind of still quite smoothly 
So we, I'll be really honest with you, we haven't attempted to increase our rents massively since we've come out of COVID. It's, we usually charge incredibly high rents anyway because it's boutique, it's high end, they've got everything included. So our rents are already kind of at the top end, um, which people looking for the type of service and homes we provide it just is the perfect match. So we haven't tried to inflate rents, if in all honesty, but I think usually more often than not, if the service matches the home, matches the demand, rental increases usually do go really well. Well, we'll have to watch this space and see what happens next. But um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. So where can people find out more about what you're up to and, you know, maybe sign up to any uh you know any communication you've got around the project inspire yeah what i'll do is i'll send you a couple of links and we can drop it in like the little chat bit yep. or wherever you write the one thing that i have launched i launched it just before covid actually and it was such a hit so i'm really happy to share with all of your followers and subscribers is the rent rent success series Brilliant. and it's eight weeks of just free content value training case studies testimonials everything Q&A just to get people started to go okay this does make sense oh okay loads of people are doing it oh it totally works so people can join that for free and watch um, and other than that it would probably be my Instagram where I announce anything new and exciting so I can drop that link to yeah. it will be the first place I'm on live when Project Inspire is about to be announced okay. um, and yeah I'll, and the, I'll just drop our website as well so people can look at the whole shebang Great. Well, we'll put all those in the show notes and we'll look out for that. So we'll wish you all the best with the new projects and the business ventures and um, look forward to seeing you again soon. You too. It's been lovely to chat. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time, Katrina. And for anyone, thank you. For anyone who is not yet a subscriber to the magazine, please click the link in the show notes for your free first copy. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys.